What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 209 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. He's not here yet, um, <laughs> but he will, he will join us soon. He is in an Uber on the way here. And joining us once again, Fran Mirabella. How's it going, Tim? Fantastic. What's up, best friends? Fantastic. And Andrea Renee. What's yes. up, guys? You could you say guys, it's going fantastic. Fantastic yeah. days, baby. <laughs> you guys, right back from Dice. Yes. yes. You're down in Vegas. Her literally hours ago or whatever. I got Correct, back last yeah. night. Yeah. We're all in a, in a loopy mood. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, too. Did Greg oh, get back this morning or last night? Uh, last night. He, uh, last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all um, Dice. Man. But this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games, all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early by going to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can also get the show ad-free or be a Patreon producer just like all these beautiful people. Joel Beezer, Trevor Starkey, Muhammad Muhammad, Blackjack, Steven Johnson, Scott Hardinger, Fanatic Gamer 1986, Drunk on Writing, DJ Kento, Neil Mariquin, Sancho West, James Hastings it says James Gastings, but I'm pretty sure I know that you're Hastings. Uh, ben HG. Fraley, Eduardo Cabrera, Luchaga, Michael Howard, Snowbike Mike, uh, Daniel Haynes, Cassie Kern, and Mateus Forsheim. Thank you very much for being Patreon supporters, Woo! making our dreams happen, including the world tour that we're doing. Our next stop, San Francisco, this Sunday. I'm going to be there. Greg's going to be there. Are you going to be there, Andrea? I'm probably going to be there, but there's an outside chance I might not. Fred, are you going to be there? <laughs> Same answer. But <laughs> I just recently realized it and like, found out the details. I was watching no. the games daily, and I was yeah, like, Fran and what? I were in the same boat. We are like, could you maybe have told us a little well, sooner about the San Francisco yeah, date? Kindofunny.com <laughs> slash events, We knew it was coming. Do you not hear the rigmarole of every episode right. of every show That's that true. we in ever do? In my defense, do? I've been out of the country, and I'm very backlog on the show. So. <laughs> I'm not offended at all. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get there because I always have a great time meeting up with the best friends. Oh They're such a treat and so fun to talk to. So Arizona was super fun and a lot of questions about where's Andrew? Where's Andrew? I want to so, go to all. I know I wanted so to go to Phoenix because my mom lives there. What time is it at? Uh, three to six. Okay, you can cool. get all the details. Kindoffunny.com/events. And up? by the time this goes live, that has already happened for public. Yes, good yes. point. On Monday. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just kindoffunny.com/events. You know what to do. Check their Instagram. You, now yeah. you can see the exactly. Photos. This episode is brought to you by Hymns and Movement, but we'll get to that later. Uh, right now, real quick, right off the bat, I want to talk about a game called Crackdown Three. <laughs> now, I would love I to hear like, about feel, this. Have you played? No. I've been, he have you I've played? been hearing. I have not because I got my my code while I was out of the country dice. and then dice happened. Mm, mm. Yeah, next Andy. week will be interesting. Andy Cortez. Andy! Papa. Papacito. <laughs> he's got Andy, his headphones blaring. The, the the only we have one the of door us. closed so they might mm, not hear you. Mm. Wait, he's so the, he's played Crackdown 3. There he you, is. Come on here for like a couple minutes. There he is. You, no, you got to come over here. Oh. Got a seat ready for you. Crackdown 3. Sit that crack down right what there. What are your yeah. top level impressions? Because we did a party mode. You can watch it now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Andy was the one playing. Me and Nick were just kind of watching him. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> it not only looks like a 360 game remaster like in 4K, but it feels really bad. It, it doesn't feel like a modern game should control. Um, it reminds me a lot of... I mean, well... You know when you go back to Halo and it's like this feels different, but it still feels good. This doesn't. This isn't like that. It's like you're going back and it still feels kind of wonky and weird. Movement just doesn't feel great. Climbing surfaces, uh, just the whole maneuvering that 
I, I was seeing some people, I couldn't put my finger on it, but when you drop and you roll, animations are kind of clunky, like they, they just don't fit super well. It, uh, I, I don't really recommend it, unless you have Game Pass and it's free or whatever. I just cannot see spending 60 bucks on this video game. Is it a $60 title? Looking it up. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been in development forever. And yeah, uh, and that's the craziest thing. I mean, it's is, a second first What was announced, what, in 2014, right? right? 2013, I think. It's been 2013. Or no, 14? I thought it was 14. I'm bummed to hear because we've we've seen a lot of the footage and translating. 2014. Up to it. You're right. Mm, yep, but there we go. That was, every time I watched it, I was like, oh man, like there looks like there's physics slowdown. Yeah, things look like they're just off, but oh, hopefully by the time it's finished, you don't want to judge it before it's out. But it seems like it just hasn't progressed. I didn't notice really any slowdown or anything like that. I don't think oh, we really? had any so of those it problems. Runs better now. I feel like it runs fine, That's good. but, but um, it's just clunky. And it could be that we're so early into the game that as you keep playing, you keep unlocking these passive abilities where now you have a double jump. Now you have this ability, whatever whatever they may be. But I I still don't feel like I had a whole lot of fun playing it. It looked like you were it's really struggling to accomplish what you were trying to do. Like anytime we we're like, hey, pick up that guy and throw him at that guy, which seems like a very basic gameplay mechanic. It seemed like 90% of the time you missed. And you know? it, it could just be me playing. I don't know. But, I don't think it but was. I, I think after <laughs> after playing Apex for so long and how fluid that movement feels, going back to this felt like a noticeable downgrade. Where like I feel like I should be landing on that ledge and climbing over, and and it look great. I don't know. It, just, it bums me out that that this is how the game feels because mm. I feel because if if nothing, I don't. I never expected the game to look incredible mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's you know. Has that player well, outline? They kept, they kept. Yeah, it's like you're not. They're I'm not, not going for photorealism. Exactly, right? but yeah. I yeah. still want it to control really well. But it's like when you go back to an old PS1 game, it's like, oh, this controls really weirdly. That this kind of reminds me of that. And I think mm. that for a game that was in development this long, the level of polish is just very low. Like the there's so many art styles in the game that are kind of just thrown together, and it doesn't feel cohesive at all. In the hour that we played, we saw like four different styles of cinematics. Like it would go from like CG that looked actually really good to then this like animate like two D animated thing that looked really sounds like a storyboard that they like, yeah kind of and yeah. it, it just it gap. doesn't feel cohesive at all it just feels kind of like they're like well we need something here but it, it kind of yeah, feels the, like they gave up on uh, putting budget into this game at a certain point and we're just like we just need something that's good enough to get to the next thing yeah the the intro cutscenes are incredibly well done and animated it's like this is full CG sort of uh, cutscene. And they look great. Characters are phenomenal. The act, the animation is incredible. But then it immediately cuts to sort of this Peace Walker style uh, 2D weird movement flash where they, you could tell it's like a still image of somebody, but they are using like the puppet warp tool. So their arms are moving. They're still <laughs> yeah, like, totally. over, they're still talking over it. And then there's also the real, uh, the, like the real time um, cutscenes mm-hmm. where they're using just the in-game engine to animate and have a character be like, oh, I'm the boss or whatever the fuck. But uh, yeah, boss. I just, uh, it really makes me sad. Well, it certainly <laughs> sounds like you're not alone. That There's a lot of people out there that feel that you do. But I thought it was interesting. I haven't listened to all of what's good from this week. But um, Steimer, of course, was very excited about Crackdown coming out. And she said that she's really enjoying her time with it. And it feels like if you loved the original Crackdown and you just wanted more of like running around and grabbing norms and, and smashing stuff that you're going to enjoy your time, but that this isn't like 
a game of the year contender, which I think we all knew. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, way before it ever launched. It's like right? Fast and Furious. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know what you get. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just it's there. just a big dumb time. You know, there's, yeah. there's good ones and bad ones though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought you were going to say for a second there. I did. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that they aren't enjoying it, but there are a few nine point out of yeah. nine. Oh, out of we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. Thank you very much. Wait, Actually, Andy, before Andy leaves, yeah, let's yeah. I just want to say last week, some people said that uh, I was talking over you, and I just want to publicly say it's hard to do on the show sometimes. So I wanted to apologize if that happened. I don't. I didn't feel that way. Okay. I get that I with Nick a lot. Nick talks over me all the time. Nick, I know. That's not so much. Yeah, I listened to the show. It didn't sound like you were talking <laughs> I know, vocal over minorities, him. But true, truly, because it was just the three of us, and the Campari yeah, was flowing. Campari was flowing, oh, baby. Uh, yeah, we brought some. Yeah, maybe? basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg Miller. No hey, Greg. Welcome hey, to a great show. How you doing? Best haircut he's ever had. Thank you. I really feel that way. It's a Vegas haircut at the Aria. They know what they're doing. You know what I'm talking about? Very nice. Great. Yeah. You're about to have a great time. Fran Mirabella is in a mood right no, now. No, I used We up. got sassy Fran. <laughs> sassy Fran. You said it. I feel like I used up all the fuel in the tank, and now it's... We had a great pre-show yeah. uh, for Patreon users, so oh, definitely sorry. go go check that out. But yeah, Andrea, what's up? Well, Tim, you're the one who uh, created Monster. a little piece of media that you tweeted out to the world. Mm-hmm. That was a very lovely edit, by the way. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so... Accurately reminding me that mm-hmm. we placed a drunken bet, which mm-hmm. was stupid of me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, for people who have not seen the tweet, um, I the think tweet heard Barrett the is world. going to pull it up here and we can watch it <laughs> on screen. Nice. So, yeah, if you're an audio listener, it's worth going to watch the actual video. Yeah, who edited it? Me. Really? I didn't know that. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought an audience yeah, yeah. member did. It's, you know, it's usually it on audi- Daily. Let's watch it again here. Yeah, let's watch it. Yes. This is a kind of funny Games Daily bet right oh, wow. now. Crackdown 3. What do you mean? Get a single nine out of ten from any site <laughs> that is listed in the reset era thread of reviews for the game. What's uh? What are we betting? Whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> oh somebody. Um, one month of Shandown Wine Club. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah. This is um, your fault. At the end of the day, wine. give us your wine. If you lose, you pay for my next Shandown wine shipment. If I lose, what would you like? Same thing for Gia. You got it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hey, where's our pizza? <laughs> favorite, Brit speaking the truth. The Where whole, is whole the pizza? Brit. So yeah. So, so here's the thing. <clears throat> I absolutely remember placing the bet. I 100% forgot that you limited it to reset era. Limited it. No, you did. But I mean, like. Caveat. It was important it for us to frame the bet mm-hmm. with actual parameters, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'm glad that we did. In my you- inebriated state, mm-hmm. I should never have let you set those specific parameters. I should have widened the umbrella a little bit. To what? What would you have widened it to? To any review. But any th- see, review. That's, there's a problem with that. Well, I, think I, like- sp- I think, okay, so leading up to the bet, mm-hmm. we were talking more about Metacritic reviews. Yes. And about and the reason why I agreed with you that I thought it was mostly going to get sevens and eights, but that I, I said, have you been to Metacritic lately? There's always like that yeah. one outlier. And so I thought the highest score it would, would get was a nine. I didn't mm-hmm. think anybody would actually give this game a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, because Alien Colonial Marines got a nine out of 10, in case anybody has forgotten. Uh, mm-hmm. So... That's why I had made the bet that I made. Um, and like I said, I'm happy to oblige. Gia is a lovely person. She and I will, she I will give her champagne. But before we get there, there it is. the one problem Metacritic. that I actually texted 
that game I, spew oh, with a oh, 90 look, on Metacritic. There it is. Yeah. There what the it fuck is, is game spew, though? The, but I know, but that's the thing. The one single thing It might thing be in the recent era thread now. But, and because there's some foolery going on and people we trying to get it in tweet. after. We saw your tweet. Foolery. Tom foolery. There's no rhyme or reason to what reviews are picked for that thread. For recent era? Yes, there is. In a way that Metacritic is a bunch of garbage. Okay, and that's tell why, me what the, that's how why is I the chose rhyme or, How is the rhyme or reason for, for recent era? Because Metacritic has a very like specific list of criteria that you have to meet in order to qualify for Metacritic. The reason that I chose Does recent it? era. Yes, it is. Because trust me, I've been hmm. desperately trying to get every outlet that I've oh. started onto Metacritic and for my entire it. fucking for, career, Fran, and it's goddamn well, impossible. Well, you should talk to Gabe. Game spew and ask them. Yeah, it's great. That, it's great the game spews there. I'm sorry, I don't know games. They There's might a site called awesome, Four Fat Chicks that, that gets uh, their shit on Metacritic. Like, Hobby oh, consoles. Right. Um, but yeah, game spew is a disaster. I'm, I'm calling it out right now. I went to look at a bunch of the other reviews. I'm like, okay. their reviews are garbage know. scores. Like for oh everything, their Animusha remaster was like eight seventy five. But anyways, that doesn't matter. My point is the reason I chose the recent era thing is like that is the voice of the people. The, the mm-hmm. it's fans <laughs> choosing what goes into the thread, and right. they're they're trying to get the consensus of gathering all the reviews. That matter. Totally. Unquote. Listen, here's my here's my thing. I'm I'm on your side. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. But um, the thing that I was going to bring up before we got down the sidetrack of reset era versus Metacritic was the thing that neither of us saw coming and that we didn't build in a contingency for is the fact that they've split the campaign and the multiplayer apart and they release them separately. And so we are seeing reviews what? going up where it's like in progress because the entire game wasn't out at the same time when the embargo lifted. So this is just the campaign right now? Or? For the most part, yeah. yeah the because they're part. still... There's two executables. Yeah, they're still um, doing <laughs> Look, patches for, for wow. Wrecking Zone. That's the name of the PvP? Wow. I think so. I'll give you whatever <laughs> rope you need. It's fine. It's fine. This is, this is all you... Let them. Re- I guarantee <laughs> the multiplayer, if anything, is not going to improve oh, so the scores to nine. I don't know. Because <laughs> under under the one single nine, it got a Metacritic. We're looking at the Metacritic scores going down. Now, when, when we first listen, talked about I, it, it was I at know. a sixty-four. Now it's a sixty. And for everybody listening, don't don't at me about, the, about yeah, don't expecting we're, the we're game to be here. good. I knew the game wasn't going to be a nine. Yeah. My, the whole reason I made the bet. In the fun of it was because I knew Someone. that at least one person There's was going to give it a nine. You are right, and, and somebody did. Yeah, so. I agree that your your bet was pretty good, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not Under good because I let Greg sway yeah. me into the Shandon. Oh, I did. You said, "What are we playing for?" I said something I thought you could win and like. But every bet Tim has ever made me is like a pizza, and I gave I him a, a bet worth I'll more than $100. a hundred dollars. And I'm yeah, like, that's well, kind of crazy. Gee, is but I've been it. wanting to say what has been done cannot be Shandon. Yeah. That's that's correct down three. Uh moving right, on. A real quick thing because I don't want to talk about this too much. I finally beat Kingdom Hearts 3. It's uh 15 years in the making. And man, I loved the end bit more than the rest of the game for sure. Wow. Long what, ending? Uh oh, it's very long yeah. ending. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The last like five hours of the game are the Kingdom Hearts stuff, not the Disney stuff. It's pure the it's actually the only part of the game that, that has story. Like the other <laughs> 25 hours or whatever it is, it's just like go to a bunch of Disney places Character. and it's the Disney stories. Um, and I was surprised because I thought the Disney stuff would be what I liked the most. But at the end of the day, I was like, it's super epic. The fights were super fun. Your your character's finally like skilled enough and has all the different uh, moves and systems going on where it's like the game feels right towards the end. Um, Barrett. What's up? Where are you at right now? Uh, I just finished... 
Was Winnie the Pooh after Frozen, or is it before Frozen? Depends on I, I think I did Winnie the Pooh before Frozen, and then I finished Frozen last night. Like How are you feeling about your life? Um, I'm feeling real bad about my life, uh, just <laughs> playing this game. It's it's trash, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Were you uh, into Kingdom Hearts before ever? Or? Not really. Okay. I had to play Kingdom Hearts for IGN for a, uh, no. a, in five Never minutes. Uh, that took us like two years That's to make. Series, um yeah, that that request Alfredo to make that video or? went in right when I started IGN and didn't wasn't put up until after I stopped working at IGN. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've only played Kingdom Hearts 2, so yeah, I obviously don't understand most mm. of the Kingdom Hearts-y stuff that's going on, and I don't fault the game for that. But uh, yeah, going through the Frozen world last night was very just depressing, almost, of just like, why is it so bad? A lot of bad choices in that world. But why yeah, is it so bad? At the end of the day... Really enjoyed the the end of the game. Really enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, I was gonna say overall, did you enjoy overall, it? Right? You yeah. recommended? Okay. Yeah, to uh, what I recommended to no. fans. Yeah, to fans, absolutely. Fans of the genre, uh, but I wouldn't recommend it to to just people genre. that are not interested at all in jumping in. Like it is what it looks like, and yeah, the end, the stuff that I pretty much anything people love about the game, there's gonna be an equal amount of people that look at them like that's the worst part of it, right? Gotcha. Um, but I'm I liked the the end like reveal was really kind of out of nowhere and wacky as all hell and I can't wait for a Switch spinoff. Like, okay. I feel like it's inevitable and I, I can't Hearts wait for Birth by Sleep, Switch Switch. <laughs> yeah, switch Switch, yeah. Now, friend, we got you. It's time <clears throat> yes. for some Frantham. Is it? Oh, yeah, the Frantham. This is the Frantham. Throw all your friends uh, up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm lucky that, uh, yeah, I got in from Vegas early enough to wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. this morning so I could meet the release time 7 a.m. this morning it went online so I got about five hours in of the actual game you got to remember on EA uh, premiere origin access premiere that's right what are you paid by these people or something I um, was at one point yes. <laughs> but, uh, if you're on PC you get the full game yeah. now if you're not Xbox. on that you have EA access you can play the first 10 hours or whatever you get in 10 hours and so your, anyway your progress carries over right yes, yeah, it does that, was the, that was the thing does it from access I assume it does. so it I think does. so because that'd be insane yeah. to like say oh do you love this game well you should buy it and you're like start over so yeah I'm pretty sure it does anyway what I can say is that at this point I've played almost 50 hours of the game though because I played like 40 hours of open demo and then the time we spent actually mm -hmm. probably over 50 so things are blurring together a little bit in the sense of uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot early game still, so I'm a little like remiss to be like, oh, you know, here's my recommendation. So Destiny it's a little killer. Just saying that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not ready to say something like that. But what I will say is, I'm really enjoying it. People keep coming in and asking me two main questions about it. The first one is. Well, I want to play solo. Do you think it's going to be good solo? Or would you recommend playing solo? There's this hesitance to team up with people and have them drag you through this world or have to voice chat. What I will say is I do not have the confidence at this time that you can play it solo without, you know, really running into some tough encounters. So mm -hmm. I think you should be prepared that if you want to just silo off and not have be mindful that an anthem when you load into the next sort of section in the open world, you, you do get pulled forward. There's this barrier that keeps showing up on the screen even when you're playing with your teammates when they go ahead and by the way it's a little big on the screen um maybe we could redesign that in the future but it's literally this caution tape that shows up because they're a little ahead of you and you've got 20 seconds to catch up or you're going to get a load screen and get pushed forward so how yeah. big are the open world sections you're running around in? they're big okay but the, but the problem is is even if you get separated a little it starts to like warn you because you're 20 seconds out from the next problem so i feel like that maybe that's I'm, something that they can fix like 
Maybe they could load more. I don't know. I mean, I'm playing on PC, and so I would hope that there's as much technical technical, uh, availability (laughs) of resources. So anyway, so that's one thing. If you want to play solo, I think be very aware. It's designed, I believe, as a very heavy multiplayer game. Uh, The game itself, though, man, it feels so good still. the, all the problems that we saw in the demo, um, the server problems, it crashing, they had this 95% load issue. None of that's in there. I had it crash once though, when I went <coughs> into like a friends list, but it was out of five hours, it was at one time. And then I had like a weird load in issue where the teams, we were like loading in. Yeah, there's something going on with the loading. We loaded in at different times and it just like was sort of an undone area and I loaded in and I was dead. And so we ran into a couple situations like that. But overall, it has been very smooth. I love the feel of the game. It's giving me exactly what I want out of it. My biggest question, though, is that's why I'm a little, you're like, well, wait, do you like it or not? I definitely like it, but like, where is it going to go in terms of variety of enemies, variety of weaponry? And like, I keep loading into the same sort of beautiful world and shooting enemies. And uh, I'm really enjoying it, but I haven't even unlocked strongholds and stuff yet. So, um, Long way of saying I really am enjoying it. I think it will remain my most anticipated game of the year, which Mm -hmm. it was on Gamescast, and it still is. And I've just got to play it out and see where we land. But I'm super excited to see where it goes. They announced more acts are coming and all this stuff. So that's where I'm at with it. How do you feel about the fact that when you're in a group encounter and multiplayer, if you get downed, there's no respawning. You have to wait for someone to come and pick you up. That was my biggest gripe for my time with the demo. They Coming that from then. A, being a Destiny player, where there are specific instances in Destiny where there's no respawning, but like right. it's, it's, they're very few and far between, and they're very all buried in the end game. Well, yeah. And so, and so I was just playing um, a regular mission, and if you die, you you just sit there and you can't move, you can't switch cameras, and you have so to wait until yeah. they come. So if you've been randomly match made with people mm. that you're not on mic with, yeah. then you could just could be, be dead issue. forever until they come over and decide they want to yeah. revive you. Well, what I will say, because we've played earlier versions, I think... I think they changed some of that because there is respawn restricted, but if it's not, you can just respawn. Okay. But you're right about no change in camera, which sucks, by the way. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm just sitting here in a black and white screen with this like thing over me. Um, but you can respawn. You definitely can. It takes you back just a little bit and you can fly back in and get people. But there's respawn restricted. And um, anyway, it, it is a challenge still. I think that's my concern of if you're not playing with people you're talking to. But it's too early to say. I, I feel like, you know, I was trying to say before, I feel like I'm, I'm hitting this point. I've played so much of it in the early game, like I said, that people are like, wait, what happened to the excitement? You know, I'm also super tired today, like three yeah. and a half hours of sleep. So um, I'm still really excited. The world is just gorgeous. And by yeah. the way, the optimizations that they've done in the engine that have led us to the launch product, it's really solid now. I'm playing on PC and man, it is just like gorgeous. Um the engine runs really well. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I think it is going to scratch that ish, but it's just, you know, by the time I get into the weekend, you know, I'll have put in 15 hours and I'll be able to speak to it a little more next week. So in the pre-show, you were talking a little bit about your complaints of the, the rollout plan. Oh my God. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that with What's all What's so you. confusing about it? So it's, it's not- out today on PC. <laughs> kind of. On or, <laughs> kind but of. then if you pay 10 hours yeah. on Xbox through EA If you're a basic member. So well, it was two things. One, I know that the spreadsheet has been getting some drama. Some people are like, what's the, you know. Oh, somebody wrote a out. joke about it on an award show recently, Yeah, exactly. I think. Fuck those writers, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the bigger topic, that's part of it. But the main topic actually is how do you guys feel about 
games that come out, and let's look at this example, seven days ahead of the actual release. This game doesn't release until February 22nd. That's the official release date. We get it early as an early access because I paid a subscription fee, which is a lot of money and it's cool maybe to get that access. But how do you feel about that? But by the way, it's a story-driven game. You can stream it on Twitch. That's by the, the way, part it's that I'm like kind of upset about. Progression-driven A Bioware game. narrative in a game with seven mm. days of early access means someone's yeah. going to run through the whole campaign only for before PC. I even get to play it on console. By the way, only for PC past the first 10 hours. So how do you feel about that? By the way, Division, I believe, Gold releases three days early or something. Three days is way different than seven days, I know, but, right? So that's my question. Do you not care about three, but seven's too much? No, I care about it all. I think if a release date's a release date. Like, if the code is ready, release the game. It's different if there's a, a, a certain version, like a Switch version or a PC version, that's mm. not ready to launch because the code's not finished. Sure. And then they delay Right, like how a lot of times we'll see a PC release like anywhere from three months to 12 months after the console release because they just haven't optimized for PC. Mm -hmm. Different kind of situation. But we know that the PS4 and the Xbox One code is ready. It's It's gone It's gone to disc, right? And so this is clearly just a marketing deal and it sucks. Like I don't want to have to boot up Anthem on my PC just to, just to play the story this weekend. Yeah, you which know? we talked about actually before you get you. you don't do it. Don't break. I'm, I'm contemplating don't break. it. Tetris 99. You know? <laughs> I am now committed to playing on PS4. I played the I played the demo on I'm Xbox One and it, it looked beautiful. But my my clan and the people who are going to play with me are on PS4. Yeah, and so that's where I'm going to play. And like I can't. I can't load it up until I can preload it on the 21st, and then I, I have to wait until the 22nd to get in. That sucks. I think it's all totally fine. The one part really? that I think is bullshit is the that's PC only, not the the consoles. Like the ten hour restriction, I think is is weird, and I don't quite understand why they're doing. Yeah, that. and it's because only they're for pushing Xbox. Origin Access Premier. This is EA's big thing that they announced at E three last year. They're trying to start this subscription, this premium subscription service with their Origin platform, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, and they were really pushing Origin with Apex Apex Legends as well. Yeah. It was. Really interesting to to have some conversations with people about the raw numbers of Apex at Dice and like oh, yeah. everyone kind of giving their um, their hot takes on it. But why why is why is it so, just PC though? Well, because I believe, origin. and that's where I'd love to know. I'm pretty sure it's the contractual crap again. You know, again we're getting into crossplay territory where. It's not on PlayStation at all. You can't do EA access, right? Correct. Because I assume of your partnership Because Microsoft with and EA and did a financial deal for right. EA access on and Xbox so specifically. Xbox mm. lets them, PlayStation won't, on PC, whatever. It's their own client. And you're like, uh, where does, you know, I business. can't decode all this. Yeah, this is but, business, Tim. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. so I, I don't think it's okay at all. Um, I, I was wanting to go last, actually. I was curious what. Oh, I mean, Greg, I, like, I fall in the same. Been, yeah, playing games forever, man. Like, I have been playing games forever, Fran. That's correct. <laughs> In the scope I of mean, that, I think it's a, it's a, I, I don't, here's my thing. I don't personally care. I, I want to play Anthem. I can't wait to play Anthem. I'm excited to play Anthem. Uh, this weekend was that weird thing of like, oh, it's that dead time. You know what I mean? Of like, I, Anthem's next week, so I was like, I want to yeah. get into something else. But then now it's RE DLC, it's Tetris, it's yeah. uh, the Fortnite double XP weekend. And these it's Metro Exodus, different. my friend. Yeah. We'll Legends. talk about it. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about you got to sell me on it today. Um, I started, I'll, I digress. Uh, it's that thing of, oh man, I wish I had it this weekend, but I can wait a week and I don't really care. And I get it. And I feel like three weeks in, no one's going to care or remember, and it's not going to be a big deal. I get that it's a business thing of, yeah, we want you to come play it through our thing. We, we don't want to share the revenue with anybody. We want you to just use Origin. And yeah, we talked about it a bit on Games Daily Day. Like to me, it's like, it's a business thing, but it's also, if you want it, you can pay for it and you can get it. It's not like they're not allowing people to, or limiting the people that are allowed to. It's not like only the first hundred people to come in or whatever. It's like, but it's, it's limiting to people who can't afford a gaming PC. I, I think that's the argument that I've been 
been seeing in online forms is that, uh, you know, uh, an Xbox One Slim or a PlayStation 4 Slim is a very reasonable entry price into playing video games. Uh, A a PC that can run Anthem through Origin Access Premiere, I mean, you're spending at least $1,000. And I feel like you're getting a premium experience and you get to do things like this. It's like video games are free. You know, they cost money to make. They cost money to, to play. So it's like you... I just don't, it's not like an altruistic thing of like, yeah, well, the code's done, so everyone gets it at the same time. It's like, it's like Netflix, right? You pay for Netflix because there's just, premium content. I know it's there. not uh, the exact same. No, it's, it's it, definitely not the same. Sorry, Greg, go no, ahead. No, it's fine. Why no, not? Go ahead. No, why, why? I don't know. I, you said something. I don't know if he's going to respond. It's not the same as Netflix. She said, what is your response to that, Tim? <laughs> well, how is, how is it not? Like, it's, it's they, they're going to entice people to yeah, get their subscription good. service based on giving people content that's exclusive to them. Right? You get exclusive access to... But, it, but it's not exclusive forever, right? The whole thing about Netflix is that the, the exclusive shows on Netflix, you can only ever watch on Netflix like in perpetuity, right? Like you can't watch Orange is the New Black on Hulu. And so like the, that's why Netflix, I think, is kind of apples and oranges here because mm-hmm. you're going to be able to play Anthem on other platforms in seven days. and like, If you buy it still, though. Normally, I would be on your side here, but I'm with Fran that like it feels just like a clear cash grab marketing play to try to get people to sign up for an origin access premiere account and that's their prerogative and exactly. that's okay that's, my, to- that's where i come down and it's, yeah. i i feel like i i don't i don't throw this around loosely i don't mean to be you know it's it feels kind of like a scuzzy marketing i want your money move but it's a business and i get it it's, and it's it's you're also your ea so you're damned if you yeah. you're damned if you don't yeah. yeah i guess my thing is like i don't see it as scuzzy marketing stuff i see it it's marketing it's yeah. like them trying to be like hey this is a program we're mm-hmm. investing in and we want you to subscribe yeah it's I, enticing. Would, I wouldn't call it scuzzy i just like it's frustrating as a player absolutely is, is it is this period going to be over quickly yes it will be but like fran was talking about with the narrative stuff like i'm just worried as a, as a fan and also as mm-hmm. this is my most anticipated game of the year that like i don't want any of that story stuff spoiled for me ahead sure. of time mm-hmm. you know and with what i do i can't just block the word anthem from all of my social channels you know yeah yeah I'm That's right. all. I'm just I'm expressing some frustration. No, absolutely. That's all. I, I get it. See, it's still for me. I mean, even Anthem right now is. I'm looking forward to playing it. Every says I'm gonna love it. I still haven't ever touched the sticks with it. I'm excited yeah. to actually try it. But it's just in the Shadow Division too. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. In Division two. Still <laughs> if you could hit me Woo! in the head with a brick right that now, too. Open beta coming so soon. Them, I'd be ready. So to I'm dying to go on this go. topic, and I will say. Uh, I don't do this often. Um, a lot of people call me a shill because I like to be objective. And it's okay. You like and me you both, said, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I see the business side. There's Why would they call you a shill in your respawn shirt? Got, 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 I understand the marketing side. I understand the business. There's an irony. We're doing a Patreon show for subscribers sure. that is later released, but... This is not an event that you can't consume in a certain way with other people. That's what games are. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't an online service, this, man, it's like, it's more like going to the theater. And I struggle to get the analogy right. But like, there's a lot of people that just, they can't go see what you're seeing. Well, too bad. You're a subscriber to Fandango or whatever it is. And you're one of the few. Now you're going to go out and spoil the story. But it also removes the community event, us all together. So I hate it. I will pay you to stop doing this. I'm tired, honestly, of like as a community of gamers going through this, it sucks. It's exclusive in a way that is not beneficial. And so what I can say is, yes, I want my $100 worth. So let's say I got to play the first two hours or something reasonable, or even if it's not the game, I'm getting like these really amazing skins. It's totally just vanity, whatever. But this is the freaking game. 
And like, honestly, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of like the early release, whether it's three days. I always have loved launch night. You know, and you go out and you stand in line and I know we don't do it anymore, but that is the feeling that I cherish. And we all run home and I'm jealous of New Zealand because they got out there first. Yeah. But like, this is so far removed from that. And I guess for me, it, it sucks. The interesting wrinkle you guys are both adding that I didn't think about is story, right? Because it, it is man. like, you know, I, ever, all the 2K games do this, right? Where it's like, what do they release on? the Friday or they release on Tuesday for gold edition or Fridays on gold <laughs> edition. And then the next Friday for everybody else or some shit like that. And it's, but I understand that. Yeah. The story mode and NBA 2k or whatever, doesn't have the same weight as a Bioware thing. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I just want to feel no, like Iron they, Man. Yeah. And yeah. I'm super worried about story stuff, but just from progression side too, it just sucks. Um, to not enjoy it as a community, but also when you do take it into the world of online matchmaking, I don't know how good it's gonna, I haven't done matchmaking yet, I've just played with friends, so I kinda wonder, are there enough people even? It, it kinda removes the the real experience and you gotta wait till next week, but um, I do understand from a marketing side, I just disagree with this as the benefit. And yeah, it's baffling to the consumer, all these different ways to play. I've had so many questions about how to play it. So I think it sucks, I know it's not gonna go away, and I think we should actually talk about sometime where we see, we probably have where subscriptions are going, but the reason this is happening is because everyone's looking at their revenue and they're looking oh, yeah. at free to play, transactions, but also now, just like what is Netflix, like you brought it up, if you can get people hooked into a subscription, a Patreon, stuff like that, it's great because you have recurring support that you can plan your business on. And that's kind of where some of this future is going. I, I'm not super familiar with it. The Patreon thing I think is, is not a great example because people who don't watch kind of funny content on Patreon are getting it for free. Well, yeah. No, I that's pay the choice, same though. dollar amount that Origin Access Premier is paying. Yeah. I just They're just buying it on a different of, platform. That's where yeah. I think like the breakdown here is mm -hmm. like you're paying for early access. I still have to pay for the game just like you do. Yeah. You know, at the end mm -hmm. of the day. No, yeah. That's a very You're just good buying point. it on but a different I paid platform. More. But the fact that we're but getting the content out for free, like it. that's a bonus. Like that's mm -hmm. just the, No, but what, that's what I'm saying. But like, that's why I don't think comparing the two is is an accurate comparison. I no, I see. And I wasn't comparing on that front. It was yeah. more that it's a recurring subscription-based service. It's not advertising anymore, whatever it is. The market is changing. That's all I meant by that. Right. But what I will say, I did pay more than you paid then, though. So, sure, you might have paid for the game, but I paid more. So, I don't know. You could argue that because you didn't pay for the early full version. you, you have just to pay paid. for the subscription yeah, I mean, tax as Premiere. That's yes. right. I can make a monetary argument. I know you paid for the full version. It's done. But yeah. I paid for the full early version. Did sure. you pay more? So, whatever. I did not. No. Different. And I, I, I wouldn't argue I am not an Origin that. Access Premier member for Like I said, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to even sit at this table. Get away from you, disgust me. I'm with you. I hate that side of it. So um, anyway, uh, I really hope this. I think it's it's gets easy for out. me to sit on my uh, you know throne of like whatever. I got other things to play and not have a feeling. But when like when it what it, it, it for me is very much like uh, I think crossplay right where yeah. mm -hmm. I didn't really care until I was like into Fortnite and I was like oh wait I'm like wait that's stupid and I'm like well, that's dumb. But I think you know if it was that. The next, The Last of Us Part Two was releasing in this very weird, awkward yeah. scheduling way, right? What Maybe. would you do? I'd, I'd pay them. You'd I'd pay, pay them money. and get it, right? Yeah. Because I'd you be grumpy get it about it on Twitter, though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> would you really? Like, that's a good example. Like, would you be grumpy about that? Uh, so, well, here's the thing. Run me through. Right now, we're we're boiling it down. I think again, even more than what we're talking about, right? Because we're saying if it was, it's available. I can get the seventy, eighty dollar edition of Last of Us Two and play it a week earlier, right? Mm -hmm. 
But so, but do I? Are we trying to tie it to a subscription thing? Are we trying to tie it to? It's not apples apples because there's not platforms and stuff. I would gladly pay eighty bucks to play it early. No, I have no problem with Wait, that. Wait, what's the example? What if, you, what if there was like a, a PSVR version but, exclusively that, that came out first, and you had to buy a PSVR in order to play it? Oh, <laughs> good thing I love it. Wait, what does it matter? That, wait, what's the question though? Because this like, is not a good question for I know, you. I know, I know, I know. This what, hypothetical situation these are all cases is not by cases. good. But I guess the, that's my thing. Is like it's this is for the fanboys. This is for the people that are that want to do that that need to get it a week early. I'd pay $100 if I could have got Smash a week early. I would pay more. I just don't want to play it on fucking PC. Yeah. Yeah, That's it. PC gaming's dead. First of all, second of all, you can boo me. That's fine. I think the experience sucks. Like if you're talking a couple hours or something, maybe. There's some limitation that I would agree with that we've experienced in the past. Whether it's a subscription or you paid more or whatever, as any at-large community people that can play a product like this, read the book early, whatever it is. I think it sucks, man. Uh, I just, I hate it as a consumer experience. Thank you for making that point. We don't obviously need to beat a dead horse here, but like, I appreciate that you brought up something that I think should resonate with all of us as gamers. That like, it like breaks that a community excitement for launch day when we all can't talk about it together. Cause yeah. I have a discord channel where I have some of the, what's good uh, fans who are now talking about playing it and I have to like yeah. mute all the notifications mm. oh and God. I can't share that excitement with them. Yeah, and it sucks. Because they're it all playing feel... it on PC and I'm not. Do you think the argument behind EA closed doors in May, in May, and I would assume with, I'm sure Bioware just wants the game out to everybody, don't get me wrong, but I mean, even then when they're, they were looking at this on a spreadsheet, is the argument you think that, all right, cool, that you missed the community day one experience, but this is a game we're building that we want to be played for three years or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. And quite frankly, this is probably better for them from a tech standpoint mm-hmm. so that they're mm-hmm. only managing server load for one platform. Wait and into kind the water of like, first, yeah. Yeah, it kind of like lets them get their feet underneath them for the console push that's going to come next weekend, right? So I think that's... Uh, from that standpoint alone, I think they're probably actually grateful for that oh, exclusive yeah, sure. period. But there's other ways yeah. to do that without you know making it so exclusive. But correct, I agree. Anyway, it really bothers me and whatever. Even well, if go it home costs- and keep being part of the problem as you yeah, play exactly. for it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you pay for the check play. Check me out, Twitch TV FM three underscore. I'm playing early on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm obviously enjoying keep playing being it. Part but of not. the problem. Ain't that the truth? actually that is. <laughs> same That's what we all do. We bitch and moan. And we just give them the extra money. Whatever, <laughs> no, but like up. irony is, like I actually am really dreading that I'm playing it a work a week early, and there's a bunch of people who don't want to watch. And oh sure, yeah. it just it's yeah, it sucks. Like yeah, I would rather be playing Tetris 99. And, Fuck yeah, and so uh, do it. Apex. Yeah. Do, so it. do it. Be a man. I can't. <laughs> Return your copy. Return my copy. I'm out of the game. Um, anyway, so thank you for for going over that, Tim. Andrea. Yes. Metro Exodus. Yes. What are you wondering? Okay, so um, I'm about I think a third of the way through the game because um, I didn't bring a console with me uh, to Dice. I am absolutely loving this game. So I was really excited for it. I feel like it's a game that's really kind of flown under the radar. Many people not familiar with the the Metro series, both in video games and, and the literary series as well. Um, so Foray is the developer. Deep Silver is the publisher for this game. I got to play it back at Judges Week when Greg and I went to an event there, and it was rough, rough. chuckles. Yeah. Uh, the build was pretty rough broken. Rough chuckles? Yes. When was this? Never heard of uh, that. Judges Week. Pre, Judges Week. Oh, pre-E3. Pre- so back in May. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
Um, so it was really um, the the build needed a lot of work, and so I had some frank conversations with some of the people that were there, and was just like, "Hey, I came into this event really pumped, and a lot of the judges here don't even know what Metro is." And I was yeah. like trying to convince them to give it a second yeah. shot, and they clearly did a lot of work to fix pretty much all of the problems that I had with the build there. And so. For people who aren't familiar with the Metro series, it is um, survival, suspense, first-person shooter with a lot of really great narrative elements that give you some moral choices within the game. It's not as extensive as something you would find in a Bioware game, but there are um, some choices that have and you can lose your comrades along the way. So you play um, Archim, who is the lead protagonist for the whole series, and you are finally exiting the Metro after being underground for several years, 20 years, I think. Um, <laughs> that's why it's called Exodus. Um, because you need to go out and see like what's, what's left of humanity on the surface. Because you know, you've been down in the Metro to protect yourself from not only the nuclear fallout, but also the ongoing war, the whole reason that there was fallout in the first place. And then of course, all these mutant creatures and these other paranormal hmm. creatures that are in the world because of, of the radiation. Um, and it had some really great set pieces, both narratively and gameplay-wise. So the franchise previously was pretty linear. Uh, you would have a few really small like exploration sections, but now they've expanded that like tenfold. The areas that you get to explore now are massive, and there's a lot of reasons that you want to go and explore them. It's not as in-depth of an exploration as like a Breath of the Wild. I want to be clear about what the kind of open-world exploration it is, but you will be rewarded for seeing something in the distance, like a building, um, and being like, oh, I wonder what's in there. Spoilers, there's enemies in there that you have to kill, and then you get a piece of gear. Um, so, but You got to play it early. You ruined it. What, what, I, what I love about what they've done with it is that the game looks beautiful. The graphics <coughs> look great. It still has that really kind of like gritty feel yeah. that the franchise is the known for. Um, like Just some of the underground sections where you have to use the flashlight on your helmet and the way that they've done the shadows and the lights and then bringing out your lighter and burning away the cobwebs and mm. these underground tunnel sections. It's, that part of Metro is still very much there. So for people who are maybe worried that Metro lost its... That's the suspense A little bit of its identity, that's not the case. It's absolutely there. And they've just added things to maybe entice people who have never played before. Um, and so I was selling this to Britt because she's such a survival horror fan. She had never played Metro. I said, well, it's a little bit more action-focused than your traditional survival horror, but they've really incorporated a lot of really great elements to kind of scratch that itch for people who want that really tough gameplay experience. So I started my playthrough on normal because I wanted to see what, you know, the mainline experience was like. And then once I got to spring, because the game is kind of sectioned off into seasons as you go through um, the story, which is, I think, just the second season. So maybe I'm a little bit earlier than I thought. I dropped it back down to easy because I was just like, okay. I played the hard way for me. And there's also two more difficult um, difficulty levels above normal. I can't remember what the names of them are, but what I love about the survival elements is that you really have to think about your strategy when going into combat encounters because they, even though they've upgraded the crafting abilities, say you have a backpack now that you can do some light crafting on the fly, but you can only craft one kind of ammo and you get to carry three kinds of guns. So you have to be really careful about where you're using ammo for those other ones because are you going to be able to pick it up somewhere in the world? Maybe not. Huh. Maybe. Because uh, you can only craft it at like the, the home base. 
And so um, I thought that was a really interesting way to kind of give people an opportunity to uh, make combat a little easier, but also make you have to make real choices. Um, and also the mask mechanic is back. So obviously nuclear fallout, there are sections where there's radiation. You have to put your mask on. You have to be changing your filters on your mask. You have a countdown timer on your watch. And so if you're down exploring an area that has a lot of radiation, you have to be really mindful of not wasting too much time just kind of dicking around looking at stuff, right? Um, because you have to manage the filters in your mask. And they sent us a mask and said don't put it on. Kevin, Kevin read that after he put it on. Oh, wait, it says don't put it on? Yeah. It's for display only. It was so we did get that package. Mask. Yeah, yeah, we got okay. it. And it has this weird voice voice modifier thing. And like, wait, why made, would you put it on? Why I, would you not put it on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was an intended thing, but like when Kevin was talking, it sounded insane. Do we still have it, Barrett? Uh, I don't know where it, it is. But Nothing is thrown away in this office. Yeah. I'm sure it's still around. Yeah. But Num's wearing it in the back. Oh, God. Thing. So so the gameplay feels good. The guns feel really good. Um, they've added like a variety of enemy types, so it doesn't feel like super samey when you're having these encounters. There's a day and a night cycle, so certain kinds of enemies are stronger during the day. Certain enemies are stronger at oh, night. Man. So you really have to be strategic about which bases you're going to attack when. And huh. it's just... Sounds the like way, I dig it. Yeah, like the way that they've done the sound design in particular. So I, I finally downloaded the Dolby Atmos app Hell yeah, you for did. Xbox One. And wow, man. it really changed the experience. And so Metro Exodus on Xbox One X has a special Dolby Atmos setting in the sound options. And so I put my headphones on and it is terrifying to go out at night in the world of Metro and listen to all of the monsters oh, wow. and all the different sounds that are around. Because there's this one enemy type, the the Watchmen, I think they're called, or the Watchers, um, that travel in packs. And so if you see one and you can like quickly and silently kill it, you can be okay. But if it sees you move at all, it howls immediately oh, and gosh. then like a whole like pack of them come. And like the sounds they make, it's just like, you just have to That's run. Awesome. Yeah. Really, because huh. like trying to fight off a whole back is almost impossible. Um, so it's, it's, I've just been really enjoying my time with it. And narratively, I love how you get to know all of the different individual members on this Spartan Ranger team. So our team is leading this team. You're on a train, the Aurora, which is a, a mainstay throughout the narrative. You're taking this train across Russia, trying to find other people to like rekindle civilization with. Um, and you get to know each and every one of them. They like all have their little special place on the train. You get to have individual conversations with them. Some of them will send you out to get an item. They'll be like, hey, if you happen to see this thing when you're out in the world and you bring it back for me, that'd be really cool. It reminded me a lot of the loyalty missions of Mass Effect about, oh, yeah. you know, getting to have these bonds with these different crewmates. And I'm really looking forward to uh, playing more this weekend, but... Really, really liking it. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad nice. it came together because that was our thing. Yeah, Judge yeah. I was like, I don't know about this one. And yeah, it's cool that it's there. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple issues with the game freezing in specific spots where I've had to hard close it and then reopen it. Yeah. And I mentioned that um, to the dev team when they sent me pre-release code, but I have not installed the new patch mm -hmm. that came out today uh, on launch day, which is obviously Friday for everyone listening to the show on Monday. Um, so I don't know how that's improved it, but I so far haven't had nearly the problems that we had way back then. But okay, that, great. That's that awesome. of course was several months ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. As that's that's great that, uh, cause I remember at Judges Week, everyone was really down on it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. seem to be, be good for it. No, good. I haven't seen anything about it. Yet. But Greg. 
Yeah. Hey, you, you? you haven't been playing Metro. No, you, I haven't. Because of a little game called Tetris 99. Oh, you mean God? Because Kevin and I have found it in Tetris 99. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you no, really I tried to download. You, no, I just mean, fuck mean you, that. Whoa. I mean, it's Tetris. This escalated right? quickly. I'm very curious. Like as a Tetris game, you like. I feel like I know what to expect. Say do some you? shit about Tetris right now. Yeah, well, say it. some shit about. Do what do you expect from Tetris 99? Yeah, Thank you, you do. very it's much. It's the 99th Tetris, Tetris game. In fact, no, it's, it's not. not true. <laughs> Somebody fact check it. It might be true. I urge you to fact check it. Yeah. So I was what I had been playing on my, and I'll talk about it later. I know. But uh, away, journey into the unexpected. That cute first person hit everybody with a stick game we did at the kind of funny game showcase. I started that and was playing through that, and I intended to finish it at Dice on downtime or on planes. And then yeah, when we got to Dice and we're working, and then I came out of a, a, another game I'll talk about in a second of a demo. And I looked at my phone, and there was all this stuff happening with the the new Zelda game, and obviously Mario Maker Two, Killing and then. Tetris 99 and I was like what is this and it was like I, we were talking on slack and it was like oh it's battle royale Tetris I'm like oh that's fucking really cool and I, I did the, I went into Twitter saw it went to quote tweeted of I can't fucking wait and then I saw that it was like out now I was like I got back on slack I was like wait it's out fucking now and I, I ran right to the hotel room and didn't see anybody till I went on stage for Dice Awards because I sat there playing <laughs> Tetris 99 it is awesome it is so much fun. I am dying to play it right now. Can you explain to me how it works? Because sure. I was well, in like a dice wormhole and yeah. didn't see yeah, like too, any of the Nintendo busy. announcements. I so, so I haven't seen any gameplay at The joke is that it's it's Battle Royale Tetris, where okay. it's you versus 98 other people. So, mm -hmm. but how does that work? Is it a joke? Like, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not exactly, I mean, like, yeah. you're not, like, there's not like a circle or stuff but like that. But this is what I was getting <clears> at before. It's like, that's why I'm like, oh, it's Tetris. I love Tetris. Yeah. And there's 99 of you now. Okay. And they're going to do stuff that puts pieces in your... Okay, I get all that. Yeah. What makes it sort of so special? Because what I don't it, it, understand the, is how 99 yeah. and 98 player sure. pieces are flying at you. Exactly. What makes it So the idea here? is that, obviously, when you're looking at your Switch screen, you are the main Tetris area right mm -hmm. there, right? And then on the side, you have the other 98 games being played. And it's not... Do they like, just, like, show up or something? No, they're, they're, all, they're all there, put they're, up in little windows on little rows. So you Tetris? see every game happening. What? Okay. And so you see them falling, you see people start to get in trouble and like getting too close to the top. At, on your right stick, you decide who you want to attack. So you can leave ah, it on there, random. Okay. You can then have it switch to and I, uh, uh, switch to go to KOs where you're trying to knock people out. Mm. Switch to go for badges, which I'll explain in a second, or then go down to attackers. That was the piece. So you can attack people. Or right. Then if you really want to, and I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there in terms of my expertise, you can individually go choose who you want to attack as well, which gets key. Because here's, so like that's all happening, right? So supplies, you got supplies. on get top it, of that, oh, Dar uh, Barrett's going to pull, pull up some Tetris 99 uh, on Twitch so we can see what's happening yeah. on top of that right uh the idea is that, yes, you're sending your junk over, right? You clear a line that sends a line over to somebody else, mm -hmm. right? Uh, when you're playing, you have a side column over here that shows things dropping over there so you can see when somebody's coming to attack you. You have a certain amount of time to clear a line to ne negate that, right? And then it goes up and it goes down. As you knock people out, you then earn badges that then uh, uh, escalate a percentage down in your lower right-hand corner, right? So 25, 50, 75. Um, what that is doing is making your attacks more powerful. So if I send a line to someone at 25 instead of whatever it is, I, and the, the funny thing about this, I urge everyone to go to Kotaku. Kotaku has a great article that is basically, hey, uh, Tetris 99 is awesome. Tetris 99 has no tutorial. So here's what you need to actually understand about this. Okay. And so... 
That'll then, so like right down there, as if you're an audio listener, this doesn't help, but you were watching uh, YouTube Let's Play right now, but you see that zero, zero, zero uh, percentage bombs. up. Uh, yeah, giant bomb. Uh, it'll send it over and do it. So right now you can go through and target all these people. The flashing thing down there in the lower right, that little uh, that's Pentagon, that's who you're currently attacking, gotcha. who you'd be going up against. So uh, what's this watch out situation? That means that person is now targeting you. And so you can be targeted by multiple people. Sense. And then on top of that, when you get going, and if you're doing really well, of get you get the knockouts, which get the badges, which then up your percentage, which send over more junk, right? Um, oh, and see, so it like flashes red when they're really close to the top. Exactly. Okay. So you get points for knocking someone out, obviously. So well, I, it's not even points, yeah. But it's it's yeah. You get you send your junk. This is all about moving the junk as fast as you can to other people. But then the problem is that is as you earn these badges and knock out more people, hence where suddenly you either want to leave it like I do. I try to when I'm playing for the most part leave it up on KOs so that I'm getting people to get the badges. Uh, then my attacks are more powerful. So it's that thing of right now. Right now you see down the left where I was talking about like the left line there. It's mm -hmm. now completely empty, but next time yes, somebody's there, it. that little block just yep, popped up. There's it. a certain amount of time to make a, a, a line. There you go. That'll knock it out or whatever. As you go on, they get harder to knock out. Those and stuff are, like that. what is that? Wait, what is that meter on the left that's filling up? That is, that is who's sending junk to you. Oh, but if that meter fills up all the way, what I happens? mean, that's you're about to get fucking oh, bombarded. You're about to get bombarded with lines. Gotcha. That shows how many lines you're about to get. Those completely gray uh, lines at the right, bottom okay. are lines they couldn't that, that are from somebody sending junk over. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Uh, oh, it's, I see. So it pushes your tetraminos up underneath you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, like, when it gets down that to interesting, crazy, you know, it's you know your top five or whatever, so in the top it. ten, it, you'll get a whole bunch, and it can go from you're totally good to it gets dropped, and you do it, game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Greg, have I you gotten now, first yeah. yet? Uh, I have not gotten first. Currently, my highest place. Have you gotten first, Barrett? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> my highest place is now third. Third. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. really high. Kevin's got it too, right? Did, I, I've gotten second twice. Yeah, yeah. and I gotta tell you. When you get down to the top two, the stress it oh, is bet. so stressful. Yeah, 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 yeah. it sucks. Yeah, it's I hate it. Uh, Tim, Quinn, Mike Quinn, Quinn from IGN, six wins on day one. Really? Wow. I don't understand. Some people have the brain yeah. for Tetris. Totally. Yeah. I don't at all. Tetris has always been that. It, like I was, I've talked about. I know with uh, Tetris Effect last year, so I won't beat a dead horse here, but. I always thought I was good at Tetris, and then I was like, holy shit, I'm really great at Luminous. I, I understand mm -hmm. Luminous really, and I love Luminous. Still do. Uh, Tetris Effect was that one of like, oof, now that it's all online, I see all my friends playing. Like, no, I am not that good. Like, Justin Massagill is like a beautiful mind shit with Tetris. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, that was my concern here of jumping in. I'm like, ooh, is this going to be like Effect where it's like really hard to keep going, or not keep going, but compete really? And it is and it isn't. I have the it's it's a lot like Fortnite, right? Where yeah, if you run it or any I guess Apex or anybody, where you run into somebody who's way better and they're, you know, three sixty no scope sniper exactly, headshot. Yeah. Whatever. But there's the games here where yeah, I'm I'm competitive till the very end and blow it on and honestly, I'm very excited to be home because this is like the first time in a while where I pack the switch and I'm like, I'm just tinkering with stuff. I'm not gonna bring a pro controller. And so Whoa. then trying to do it all handheld, I like so many times my fat fingers and hit the wrong thing <laughs> when I didn't mean to. I'm like excited to just have it on the pro controller. Uh, just played all weekend long on there. Awesome. Go, 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 you know, full brown. That's uh, exciting. It, it's honestly, it's so good. It's a free yeah. game. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's another thing. Yeah. Oh, it's free with the what? subscription. Yeah. Oh, it's free for Nintendo because I already have it. So that's you have to have the Nintendo online subscription to get it. Correct. Yeah. I, I yeah was, can you buy it without it? I don't know. No, yeah, it's we all point, have yeah. it. So yeah, I didn't. It, oh, so it's it, an yeah. exclusive game good for their yeah. subscription. We're not I, sure well, about that part. It, it, when you go to the eShop, it's there and it says free if you yes, have it. It's yeah, not in. Like, it's not in the Nintendo Online, like you know where the NES games are. 
That's where I went to look for it. To Wait, originally, I was like, oh, it's not there. And so I bounced out. He's making a call back to the early show. And so I went back to the store, and it was there. It just said free. So I was like, oh, I think it might be there maybe to be bought if you don't have it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Bear, oh, can so you fact check around on that? I'm looking. It, it just says free, free download. Okay, then it's just a way to, it's just a game and a bonus for that. But you have to have Nintendo online, right? Sure. We believe. Yeah. But yeah the free to download online do, software so. is available as a special offer for Nintendo Switch online members. That's all okay. it says. So, so it's not it's totally worth free it. to play. So it's, it's a subscription game. Uh-huh. Uh, well, doesn't like um, don't Apex. the battle royale games require yeah. you to have Online. Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation? No, Plus? I mean not on like obviously on PC and mobile phone. And you, mm. That's true. But That's a good point. Meaning the online services, I get what you're getting at, but but no, those are truly but free to play. This Nintendo's one is what twenty bucks a year. Right? Twenty bucks a no, year. No, I'm not saying it's Could a lot. Less by the way. Just meaning it's plan. not not yet. Yeah, it's not a free game. I forget. You can't, you can't download it on PC or anything. Then right? Is Fortnite? So, do you need PSN in a, or PlayStation Plus in Xbox Live Gold? Because they make exceptions for certain. I think stuff. you mm. don't for Battle mm. Royale, but you do for Save the World. But I but, would need to oh, fact check that. Too. That sounds right. Go to the store still to download it. And I don't think you can access the store without going. Yeah, you can. No, you, you can buy oh, games can. digitally if you're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You have to have a PlayStation ID, but you don't have to have PlayStation yeah, yeah. Plus. From yeah. what I am reading right here from epicgamescom slash Fortnite slash FAQ, you do you. need you Xbox Live Gold in order to play Fortnite Battle Royale on Xbox, but you do not need PS Plus in order to play Fortnite. Gold. On so that was a deal that they did with PlayStation then. Yeah. Is that? I don't have Gold, but I've been able to play with uh, on Fortnite Xbox? on Xbox. Hmm. I was playing Xbox. You don't have a subscription. Are you sure you don't have gold? Ugh, you know, who yeah, knows? that's what I was going to say, Kev. <laughs> I, we, we passed that yeah. code uh, before. My gold just uh, like ran, it it ran out, and my Apex um, doesn't work. Yeah, sure. Mm. sure. For a lot of those, I don't yeah. know. That's really yeah. great. Fake gamer. It's very boy. exciting, though. Wait, I didn't Tim, are you not interested at all in Tetris 99? You're, you're not gonna... I, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to play it. Couple times on a plane, but like I'm Dude, just not good at tennis. Can't, can't play it on a plane. Nah, can't because well. you're online. Right. <laughs> can I? Can I talk yeah, to you about a game, gonna... Tim, that you might be interested yes, in that I got do. to see at Dice? Can you go grab Wait, my before, Switch? I want to see you tell me about that. Okay. Let me tell my you my normal part of my bag. That this episode is brought to you by Hymns and Movement. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Movement. We've been talking about Movement watches for years, Movement sunglasses, the whole thing. Greg Miller and I, we don't go anywhere without our Movement sunglasses. We love them. Gia Harris, girlfriend of mine, love her very deeply. Uh, we just had our four-year anniversary. Guess what I got her? I got her a Movement sunglasses uh, set because she loves them. She always needs more of them, and she's always looking damn good, damn cute in them. Uh, she also loves her watches and all that stuff. Cool Greg wears his gold one all the time. You've probably seen it, and that's the thing. They have so many different styles. You can go to the website, customize. You get the different faces, get the different colors. Super easy and also super affordable. Uh, movement watches start at just $95. You're looking at four to $500 for the same quality from traditional brands. Um, clean design, minimal, really quality products. Movement has sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. You can join those numbers. You, too, can know what time it is. Uh, get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash kinda. Movement's launching new styles on their site all the time. Check out their latest at mvmt.com. Go to mvmt.com slash kinda. Join the movement. Also, shout out to Hims for sponsoring this episode. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. The thing is, when you start to notice the hair loss, it's too late. It's easier than ever to keep the hair you have and, or sorry, it's 
It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you lost. Uh, Andy and Nick have both been using this for a while. They've been loving the results. Um, they love the gummies that they always get. Uh, Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. They're well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil, pills, or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. There's no waiting room, no awkward visits with anybody. It's just, it's all sent to you. Uh, you can order now. Listeners of this show can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today. Right now, while supplies last, you can see the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash kinda. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash kinda. Forhims.com slash kinda. Did you? Oh. Yes, now you can tell me. Oh, okay. So did you hear about Autica? I did. So, Beat Saber with that guns. What? Looks dope. Yes. Did you see Harmon. this? No, I haven't so, seen oh this yet. Yeah, you were. Oh. So I've known Alex Rogopoulos for a long time. Obviously, he and John, uh, my husband, worked together for many years um, at at Harmonics on Rock Band and Dance Central and a variety of other titles. And so he um, invited us to come and see the game. Oh, nice. And they showed it to a couple other people at Dice as well. And it what was it called again? Autica. Autica. So A U D I C A. Um, they're calling it a VR rhythm music shooter, Hell and yes. it's coming to early access um, in March for Oculus Rift, and I believe Vive. I'm looking at the press release here, um, and if you guys remember, a couple of years back, this looks cool, man. Uh, oh yeah, so we're watching the the trailer now. So I got to play this, and it's, it looks. Oh, Yo, you got to play it? Yeah, I got to play. What? Yeah, was that dice? Yeah. Well, well, it was sort like of. it was sort of. It was at in dice. a hotel. You had room, to know yeah. somebody so, to know so, somebody. Yeah. So the last time um, Harmonix showed a game at dice, it was Chroma, the game that's you know obviously been canceled for quite some time now. And who better to make a rhythm shooter than Harmonix? Hell yeah. And I got to play uh, Pop Stars. Ah, uh, and it, that's fantastic. And it was super fun. And I was very proud that I did such a good job on my first tryout. Um, even Alex was like, hey, that's one of the best scores we have today. And then uh, just for funsies, we Damn. put it on expert mode and it got wild. That's oh, awesome. Been so good um, and so mode. what's really great about what you're seeing in the gameplay here is so the... Tr- Can the you pull di- up and show them, Barrett? The, uh, the diamond um, ones are where you hold down the triggers on the controllers for the guns. The circles is just a, is just a tap. Those disco balls that fly at you, you have to punch them out. And then you have the ones with the tails that you have to draw. So you have all these different mechanics. Plus, there are ones we have to turn the guns sideways and then turn them vertical and turn them sideways. Oh, really? Yeah. And so when it gets into the really cool, fast-paced like. stuff, you're like, you're punching the disco balls, you're going sideways, you're drawing. It was, that looks so awesome. It was I really it. cool. And so I'm excited to see what their final... Um, song list is going to be if you go to the Harmonics Twitter they've announced some of the licensed music that is already going to be in the game licensed stuff um, awesome and hopefully um, you know it's going to be coming to other VR platforms eventually but they are launching in early access on Oculus and uh, Vive I believe Did I'm they looking say at when? the uh, March, March. Oh, okay yeah so. that's really cool can you yeah here are the first March five. 7th yeah to Oculus Home and Steam for Vive yeah. for early access First five for him? Uh, it's fine. I don't know all of them. So do you <laughs> you want to read those? You got 1788 Ellen Blanky doing Destiny, my favorite song. Uh, Alice, in, Alice in Wonderland doing I Want You. Donna Summer doing I Feel Love, the Afrojack remix. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Egbert, The Space. 
Savant Splinter. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I don't know any of those. Songs. I don't know, I, I but I know Pop Stars. But they link yeah, in the playlist I, on Spotify. To be which fair, is cool. I don't know if Pop Stars was just in the demo for the sake of the demo, or if yeah. it's going to make the final track. I, I, I hope it does. If yeah. it's coming to Steam and Vive, I don't yeah, know why yeah. it wouldn't. But exciting. That's great. Um, next up, let's talk a little bit about Division Two. Oh yeah, you've been doing the sure. private beta. Yeah, I got to play the private beta. That's right. I don't know how much you guys got to play at the event of maybe whatever was the final game versus the private beta. In the private beta, they you know they let you play up to about level seven, um, but then you could play end game and yeah. choose any of the specialists. That's what so we did. Same yeah. type. Okay, so you basically yeah. Well, we that. Pl- that was the content we played at the preview event that Greg and I were at together. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and I don't know that we've really had chance to talk about it in detail. I um. Yeah, just like the world is really cool. It is such a different type of game, though. Um, so, so many people keep asking me the same thing, like, well, I don't know how to play Destiny or that. I'm like, honestly, they're so different. It's a duck and cover shooter. It's more statistical. There's tons of numbers. There's tons of stuff to, to craft and get into. But it's just such a gritty real world, despite the fact that they are still very much bullet sponges. Um, I think the feel is good. They always though. do that thing, right, where they're mashing it up, where it is an RPG. It is an RPG. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're of doing all sorts of damage. Forever, yeah, yeah. You have to strategize, and like, yeah, there's a dude running around, and it's gonna take you five minutes to take them down on hard mode, which I was doing, by the way. It took me 90 minutes to do the end game mission. Um, for the first time, but still, like I was yeah. playing with a pretty good group, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like rough," uh, but it was fun. So anyway, I'm totally digging it. I um, can't fucking wait. It is like the the thing that I just keep telling people. I'm like, if you like the division and played, hopefully after they did the updates, I really think you're gonna like this one. Based on what I've seen, it's a little early, but uh, it's very different, and I just don't feel like you should compare them really to Destiny and Anthem. And um, so I'm excited. Yeah, still. they're not they're apples and oranges for sure. So much duck yeah. and cover shooting. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, but that's one of the primary mechanics. Exactly, it's it, okay. You have to use cover. If you don't, you die. Yeah, you're fucked. And you have to have a strategy, and you have to communicate, yeah. and move people around, and get into positions. What One thing I noticed, and I don't know if I missed it in more of the current, de- uh, I almost called the Destiny, some of the current Division updates, you know, the first one, but man, they've done a lot of detail with, like, the drone work and stuff. Like, you can st- have a drone with all this ability, and you can now target points, Right. On enemies, I think you can target like that individual is a, That's an upgradable thing within the drone. Right. Yeah, I don't think you could use to do it. So there's like some. I don't think you could do that. Depth. Too. And again, if you if you weren't keeping track, yeah, there weren't specialists in the last one. These are class types that you um you can unlock and earn in the end game, right? Yeah. So you have the right. de- the demolitionist, the survivalist, and the it's like a sniper, a grenade launcher, and a crossbow. That's the what crossbow I is the survivalist. <laughs> the grenade launcher is the demolitionist, and it's the sniper. That I'm missing I the think name. Specialist on. is is right. I think specialist is is the name for all three of them. Oh though. yeah, yeah you're, you're a right. specialist, and then you pick one. Right? Well, anyway, I think I have the, these the in my notes. Is the third one, but there's those three classes. Yeah. But, the, but that's going to be stuff to grind for. Is the point which you didn't have as much as the one. So I, I well, mean, I mean that's I'm, the whole I'm point. Well, I mean, why I think they're doing so much right and learn from everything they learned right, and they talked to Sharp us. Sharpshooter. They talked to us that's at the is. event about right is yes. the idea that all the stuff they've patched in over the years of Division One is available here day one, right? Like all mm-hmm. the different kinds of uh, modes and missions you'd expect. On top of that, when yeah you get there and you get to be a specialist now, choose your specialist. You're also now getting the, what is it, Black Tusk or whatever? Like is the yeah. new faction. They, yeah. all, a new faction ending, right? gets added to the world that like changes the 
world now. So it's not even how it used to be for you and me, yeah. where it was like, cool, we've beat everything, and now we're 20 hours later from beating everything, and we're just running through the streets just yeah. clowning out everything. No, yeah. now in our world, Black Tusk invades and is there to actually yeah, slow your progression. Well, and what's interesting about Black Tusk is that they're billing them as the most technologically advanced faction that you've ever faced. So what that means is all of the special gadgets that you've been using throughout your yeah. campaign in the Division 2, they are now going to start using against yes. you. So they're going to have drones. They're going to have I know, mines. that's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? And when we were playing in the end game, we didn't get to play too much because we both had to leave the event a little early. Like, it was really intense. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had a really tough time. Yeah. DC such a cool setting. Mode. Oh, and we we should talk about that. Yeah, the down torrential downpours yeah. and the sum, the hazy summer. I really dig. Hell that. yeah! Like your home base being the the White House. The White that's House. like so fucking cool. So that's yeah. cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had two important questions. Maybe starting with you, Greg, because this was <laughs> over Anthem. Now I am going to draw the comparison, but it was on your top five list at the beginning of the year. I think right. Division two for like it excitement. Was your number one. Oh, Division two is by yeah, far, right. far and away was Anthem my number one. was my number one. Yeah. Now that maybe you've seen more, but like why? Is it or was it your number one? Do you still feel that way? With I mean, everything that's you know on? as well as I do that, like, we just love the division. I loved yeah. the division. Oh, yeah, and that's I the do. thing is, like, I'm just so stoked to get in there and I can't wait to unlock new tank tops and <laughs> build out new, get new boots the and do beard, all that. Like, the sunglasses. Exactly. Yeah. All the stupid cosmetic garbage in there and run around that world and explore again and find the collectibles. Division one did such a great job with, like, remember where it would be like, all right, I, well, the thing I loved about Division 1, and I'm talking bare-bones vanilla Division yeah. 1 before they added everything in, it was that idea of, like, you know how much downtime there is in a multiplayer game like this. So it is, like, you and me are doing something, but then Ty wants to join, but Ty's looking for a mic, but he's in the group. So we're just sitting around, and it was like, cool, I'm going to run over there, and I'd run over there and start doing those audio diaries. And, like, you know, remember how they'd, like, oh, yeah. they'd piece the you together? And the cell phones? Yeah, and it would get yeah. you, like, these awesome little oh, stories you were, and things. you're freaking Platinums, and you're right. Fuck yeah, I'd Platinum. I'd be like, where, Greg, where are you? Don't worry about it. I'm just grabbing them. Like, <laughs> Let's grab some tropes. Yeah. Yeah. I was always like, I should follow him, but I don't have the patience to collect all that. Dude, you did. You the, loved it. Well, I, the, it. That's what, for me, always works so well about Division 1 compared to a Destiny or compared to an Anthem, is that similar to how I hate space or like the joke about me hating space, mm. right? Having it be grounded in the streets of New York and now the streets of DC and like we're using real guns and quotes, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's all real. Like that makes it... It's so infinitely more interesting to me. Of like, I want to well, it's engage Tom that. Tom Clancy's world. The Division, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to, so remember, to remember that there's like a, a much broader narrative um, structure set up, and so it's easier to get more attached or more immersed because yeah. the, the narrative is fleshed out so much more. And now they have the the comics that, are, of course, are bridging the Division, the Division Two narratively for people who are super into all of the lore that's happening yeah. in that world. Yeah, it's for me. I, I I'm excited because that's the that is the game that I I love in the gameplay I love of yeah I'm gonna sign on and be able to run through it and play like here I think it's a great example uh, of like why I'm not so stoked to play Apex Legends right I lo- I, the gameplay is amazing and it's awesome stuff but I just hate talking to people sometimes you know what I mean oh like, it's yeah like you when do I, need to strat- when like I jumped on that first time and it was like oh I'm like alright trios fuck okay Ping system, baby. random people alright whatever this is fine I perf- I, Division, I love the idea, ever, and I loved in Division 1, I think I'm going to love Division 2, of like, cool, I'm booting up, and I'm jumping in, and I'm playing shit, and this like, oh, France signed on, you want to yeah. do some? Let's run some shit for a while. Great, you're bouncing, I'm going to stay, da, da. Yeah. let a best friend in, do this kind of thing. Like, One yeah. of the things that I hope that they find a way to address, though, is how to do enemy scaling when you want to play with friends that are significantly higher level than you, because I remember when Kevin and I tried to play, 
um, I had um, been playing for a while and he was on his character which was lower level than me and so when I went in there it scaled the enemies up to a point where he couldn't mm. even get shots off mm, yeah. if he ever came out of cover he would just die instantly and so it was really tough for us to play together I actually had to leave his game so that he Sorry, could, so, he could so he could go no, division no, one. Division division one. I think they did fix it so when I was playing, so I mean, I'm not sure because yeah. we haven't had enough time with it in the beta because I had this very conversation where some people were taking me into a slightly later towards level seven, but I was only level whatever, you know, and I was like, well, wait, then where does that put me? And I thought they had confirmation of this, but it was something like they were going to level seven. I was like four, but supposedly it brings you up to six, actually. So it puts you pretty much right there. It gives that buff. Um, based on the highest player in the group. So I don't know how that works, like if you're a level, you know, 10 playing with a level 30, but I think it brings you up to 29 for that game. It brings everybody for that up, session. I believe. Um, and also with the Dark Zone, too, that's the big thing. It's all neutral, right? It's based on what guns you have, but you're all the same level. So I think they may have fixed it. Um, mm, interesting. But that's what I had Yeah, because it's, it's like, how does that affect gear drops? And it did mm. feel that way, by the way. I can't say... I don't have confirmation that's how it worked. Yeah. They said it. And when I played, I said, oh, yeah, it feels like I'm not getting stomped on. I'm definitely like a little under geared, but I didn't feel underpowered. Yeah. Um, another question I did want to ask, though, in contrast to this. So, Greg, I think you hit the nail on the head about what does make the division so special, but also what I think makes my next question so special. What makes the division two so special is that it is gritty. It's real. You want to rock your real beard and maybe make it like you or whatever. You want to be a, a fictional person, but sort of. You know, in I our play world. as Kara. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh she, wait, you remember she was that's a right. You car with the big sunglasses. Get out of here. Who played with the beard and glasses? I played with Probably somebody else. Every that other looked, dude. You know what's funny? I think I played with one of the best friends that was like looked like you. Oh, that's made I, you. it's really hard to find a white guy with black rim <laughs> yeah. glasses and a beard exactly. talking about video games. That's probably Scott Lowe. Um, that 100% it was probably Scott It was Lowe. just Scott Lowe. But anyway, it honestly, it does make it cool being in DC, which I've never been, and I was like, damn, oh, really? I kind of felt like I needed to go. <laughs> it's amazing. I know. Call me. Um, so my question, it. though, is I got a lot of people that come in and they kind of played the first one and they just keep saying, they're like, I don't know, it looks the same, man. So what do you say to that? It, it's, it's a fair comparison. Like it's not While if there's not snow and it's not iconic New York, I mean, it's very much the same structured grids of a city uh, where you're walking around going block to block. Yeah. And so in that sense, it does feel a little samey, but the environments are different, right? There's not snow on the ground anymore. You're going to have more green. Um, the environments of D.C. are inherently different than New York City. So while it's still an urban city center, there's mm. a lot more to look at. It seemed to me, too, yes. and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I got in, I missed the intro intro and then just joined up on your team. Uh, there's more verticality to it than before. Like, I mean, you went up a couple stories into townhomes or whatever, I remember, in yeah. uh, this one. But, like, there was that one thing before we got to the White House, or I think maybe after you guys did, but that, like, one base where it was, like, a bunch of scaffoldings that we went all the way up, and there was shit happening on every floor. Oh, and yeah, were, one of the faction, yeah. um, like, strongholds. Yeah, w it was really weird to be in, like, Skyscraper Central and not be able to go um, as vertical as we yeah. could. So they clearly, like, fleshed that out a little bit more. 
Um, I don't know the, the specifics about map size. I'm sure Julian and the team have talked oh, about sure that to too. somebody in an interview I, somewhere on the internet. But I mean, more importantly, but, I, my, I think when people say that, and even me playing it, it's like, well, yeah, but it's more of that refined, yeah, which is what exactly. I want. Exactly. You said it earlier. When mm -hmm. I sat down, like I said, I, I, I was running late because of Games Daily, and I got there, and I'd missed the intro part, and I just got a controller like right after they finished it. And so I jumped in and immediately knew what I was doing, was vaulting over stuff, running into cover, like, you know, reloading my weapons, went in and chose. Ch like, it all felt... Yeah like home it felt it like does. Home. yeah and that's the thing it doesn't feel super different but that's the thing it's not trying to if you didn't like what division had to offer after the quality of life improves because they did they really refined a lot i feel like most people not most that's that's the wrong word a lot of people had only played in the first six months i guess mm -hmm. of release i would say most people a lot yeah i, I mean, guess you talk so. about sales and like return, yeah, sure. retention rates. So, i mean that's standard though super, right? yeah so super interesting they don't realize like dude it's so refined already yeah. but now they brought and in fact they commented on they had dlc in the works i think i heard this from one of you folks even but they were like we put that on pause for division one because we said we just got to work on division two we got to make it right and so they put all of that in there so the tons of abilities the specialist classes huge world with tons more detail that is what it is but it is the division yeah. and you either like that style of gameplay or not and, um, yeah that's, Julian that's said I have here in my notes that with the changes that they made to the snowdrop engine and additional tools they've attempted to recreate DC as close to one to one as ever done in any Ubisoft game that's really cool um, and they're dubbing the game an urban survival simulation hmm. Yeah, it feels like that. Except, totally. You know, the, and that's what I want to do. I want to get in there and grind out the gear and get the better powerful. stuff. Hey, you um, know what? Come oh, on. One you see their stuff fall off now when you exactly. shoot them, so calm down. The one thing that I'm very unhappy, though, that they have not fixed, because it's comical, the just audio lines, the repeated dumb oh, audio the, lines. Oh, the enemies, the AI yeah. enemies that are like, they, I'm going to murder you. Yeah, they just run at you because they're all <laughs> gassed up, which they're trying to explain it, but they say like the same things. I feel like that's a very small touch, and I understand somewhere you cut the budget. There better be a Joe Farrow reference that, in this, aren't that? That would have gone a long way, though, if the audio dialogue from these enemies, because quite honestly, sometimes it's it's silly. It's it like it takes you out of it. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. I actually Donald wanted to do a Duck. supercut at one point of some of these lines because they're they're funny. Ramirez, yeah. <laughs> it's not that. Good down, Greg. You brought this up earlier. <laughs> away, journey to the unexpected. Correct. What are you thinking? It's interesting. Uh, unexpected. It is. It's unexpected, right? Uh, this is the one that we put in the showcase, and we were like, "Holy shit!" When we saw it, and the audience when they saw it was like, "Holy shit!" My favorite trailer. Of it's the beautiful, showcase. right? Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's it's it. It's not cell shaded, but it looks like that. It looks like a cartoon, right? And you're running around. It's a first person. It kind of looks like a a very pretty Minecraft, but sure. it's an RPG, sure. action RPG. First it's, person, it's a lot of things. It is a first person, uh, an almost dungeon crawler. It's not first person RPG, sure, but it's actually a first person roguelite, right? Mm. Where you're running around mm. and you die and you come back and your XP's added up there and unlocks a new thing to let you go back into the world and do it again, right? And so the idea is that, yeah, like remember, this is the fun, the fun trailer that had uh, the gentleman who made it being there. Like it's it's a game where friendship is the power, and yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Like you're you're shooting shit and hitting things with the stick and stuff, not in a bad way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, throughout it, like you know, you go into the, the the two main areas and you run in there and like you'll you have to get these friendship cubes that you can then have people added to your party with, and you you, you go up to them like, oh, I'll join your party because you have the cube or whatever. They take the place of the cube. They have different abilities and different and their own health bars. So then you go in and after you go through and get the pieces or basically the idea here is that you're going into dungeons to beat the boss 
before you can get in the dungeon to beat the boss, you have to run to the different mini dungeons to collect whatever pieces you need to open the door to get into the dungeon. Uh, okay. Of course, as you play this over and over again, like the last ability I unlocked before I stopped and got caught up in Tetris was, okay, cool. Uh, now on your From now on, I think it's the forest. Like the forest dungeons open. Hmm. So I get in there and I can just get my dudes and go run That's in there cool. and like start that. doing it. Yeah, exactly. And... That's the this interesting thing about where I said it was interesting. Dialogue's funny. The characters you're meeting are funny and interesting. The world's beautiful. Uh, I'm gonna see it all the way through. I read I've, I read reviews after because I, I wonder how long it was too. It's not that long. It's like I think four or five hours. Not bad at all. Um, the thing is, in one of the reviews, put it really poignantly, right? Of like it's a game about whacking things with a stick, but the <laughs> whacking isn't that fun. Like the combat isn't oh. like great, you know mm. what I mean? Like things come at you, and like there's all that thing of like the, we're trying to figure out the hitbox, and like oh okay, and now I know when to hit, and I'm just spamming and hitting it. So like, I want to see it through and beat all the stuff, but like I don't enjoy the combat of it. So it's not like it's high. It's, like, it's not like it's a priority for me to run through and do. Is the hit detection just off, or is it actually the depth of what you can do in the combat? It's more the hit. I mean, it's not the hit detection is off. It's probably depth, I guess. Yeah, because it's like you're trying to. You, it's, so it, it's just about like figuring out, with, especially with the basic stick weapon. Of like, oh, I should swing a little bit earlier than I think, or do do this, and you know, okay. just little things like that. Yeah. But again, it's just like the combat's not engaging. I'm not like I'm not having a great time with the combat as much as I am like running around the world and just shooting the shit with people and seeing what the next, you know, when I get the XP meter filled, mm-hmm. then what's the next bonus going to give me to go in there and do it. So it's something that I'm playing and I'm enjoying enough, but I'm definitely not like. Holy shit, this lived up to the expectations yeah. uh, we had from the trailer. It's available on like every console ever. Sure. I feel like last week on Games Daily, I think I talked about it every single day coming out on sure. a different system. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. System. Uh, and then finally, still charming. finally for today, Falcon Age. Falcon Age, yeah. Another uh, game from the showcase. The Kind of Funny Game Showcase, yeah. You've probably seen Falcon Age gifts at least going around of mm-hmm. the bird, the bird on the arm, right, that you can pat and bob Fist the head bump. and do all this stuff. Again, always worth pointing out, uh, Jen's working brand management, or Pop Agenda, Jen's company's working brand management on this game. So you can take out the grain Good of salt. disclosure. No problem. Uh, I, and I can tell you the same thing I told uh, uh, Eka, the guy who makes the game, right, at the end of it. I was like, man, this is cool. I've never really loved one of Jen's games. Like that she's been a part, of. and that's not putting down the You're messenger. For the messenger, not, it's See, not putting down. It. It's not putting down any of the games she does. But like, they're just not Greg games. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, the messenger is yeah. like, oh, cool, just not for me. Whereas this is like, oh, a cool game that can be played in PlayStation VR or played without PlayStation VR. Played it both ways. Uh, you know, uh, really beautiful landscapes. Um, Interesting dialogue choices like I didn't you know when you see the game in general from what we've seen of it like all right cool So I have a bird am I the bird? What are you doing? You know, you're very much a person right and the idea is that the bird is just is your main tool Slash weapon and how you're getting through all these different things and so like, you know I picked uh, my demo picked up after uh, the intro where I'm united with the bird and then I was talking to my auntie back at camp And she's from the Falcon Bears or whatever and she's like, you know, you kind of got a shortcut here I don't know how you feel about it and there's all these different dialogue choices you can spin around and do to get Does different directions. Uh, you, I mean, you'll name Tobias. it. I, I think it's making serious. Right? <laughs> Tobias is what you're going to call your bird. Okay, Tobias cool. Tobias Funke. Yeah, exactly. Blue. Just paint it. You put different hats in the bird. Different hats give it different abilities. Bird. It'll make it small. It can maybe it can be the baby bird. It can be the big bird. But uh, yeah, the, the big I, bird. Yeah, it's. I, I played in VR for the majority of the demo, uh, and like one of the things you get is this like uh, electric whip. So you can use it to like attach to stuff and yank down things. I was using teleportation control, but it has the entire like movement, mm. however you want to do it. Um, and it was interesting 
not knowing exactly what this game was based on trailers, other than is it is it like a, is it like a Zen experience where I'm sending the bird around kind of thing? It's what it, it's the trailers that I remember seeing. Like it did seem a bit more of like an experience, experience. game. Yeah, yeah, less of a game, more of an. Experience. It's a game in terms of like cool. Like you open your inventory and then there's like you know health things to feed the bird. Uh, you're going through and it's basically yeah how like robots have taken over the you know world Classic. and you have to try to fight back and get them. So like I went to the first encampment where a dude was waiting and it was like all right cool you've got to go in there and liberate this and take it back over for the resistance but you know there's sentry robots in there that you need to shut down these things but if the bird flies it's going to get shot with these needles and it'll have Ow. the needles stuck in it and then you, know, it, you can bring it back to you but then you got to pluck out the individual needles and feed it health so it's like huh. a strategy deal of how do i get in there take out the robots that are attacking me take out the things before i can take out the big robot at the top and so it was it was good and interesting and i felt when i had my aha moment of how to get around and do it it was cool um what I found really crazy because I've thought of it so much as a PlayStation VR game when it was all right, try non VR and popped it off and put it in. It was like, whoa, this game looks so much better as a non VR game. Mm. Not that it looked bad as VR, but suddenly like just how much sharper yeah, it was, the detail of it. Even I th- thought the controls felt better in non VR. Hmm. Not yeah. to put it down, the la- but like the small lag changes. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it, it definitely jumped up my list. I'm like, holy shit, I can't wait to play this. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, do you know when it's coming? Uh, the uh, They say very soon, so I don't know when, mm. but like I think very soon, sometime before summer. Wait, what is it? Falcon what? Falcon, Falcon Age. Age. Falcon Age. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Age. Like Just Dragon PS4 Age, but Falcon PS4. Age. PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no, totally cool. It, Beautiful. Everybody should check it out, yeah, because it's cool, and I, I'm excited to go in there and do it. Nice. Cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Uh, stay tuned for the post-show Patreon Silver Members. Until next week, I love you.